This is The Midnight Club, a podcast for Athenas and Clydesdales and the rest of us that, when we come in last, it's still coming in first. Welcome back to the Midnight Club. I am Clinton Scott Timmerman, joined once again by... Not Kelly. Not Kelly Tipple, the tip master, the tip meister, Tipplicious. Just the tip? Just the tip. <laughs> um, Kelly, it's been a little while. It's been a while. It's been a month. And do you know why? Well, we, you and I would know why, but tell the listener why. Uh, well, you got your ass beat in yes. Cozumel, and then we all came back sick, and then you had some infected toenails and work and all the things, and here we are. Everyone was worried about, are we going to get COVID? I feel like I No, we got everything, everything else. COVID. <laughs> Not that I realized that. You even had to take some Cipro. <laughs> yeah, I've had to take a little Cipro and Cephalexin, <laughs> but I, I think I managed to avoid AIDS and Ebola, so I still call that a win. Have you been tested well, for that? Well, no, I haven't. i got to double-check that. If you haven't been tested, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? <laughs> yes, we uh, we did you know, our, our journey, our return journey to Cozumel, and um, sure enough, right when we had finished the Ironman, toes were inflamed and blistered. And then started running a fever, started getting some congestion, a lot of Montezuma's revenge that, I swear, it wiped me out for this whole time. I mean, here it is today, you know, December 11th, and this is the first day my throat hasn't been scratchy or any like, excessive But you are getting ahead of yourself. Congestion. For those I who am. don't know, we were at Cozumel last year for Iron Man. And um, I decided not to get in the fucking water. <laughs> and you went for it and DNF'd. I did. Um, I did. You were out of your body with heat stroke and um, didn't know what planet you were on. This is true. So this was a wise decision to pull from the course. But you came back with a vengeance this year. This is true. And shall we begin the journey, my friend? Should we take it from the top? Take it from the top. Just know that my recuperation... It's all been worth it. Has In case it? I don't say it, still the, the worst part of the whole thing was my freaking toe. But we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, yes, no, it was my redemption tour. Um, you know, it was funny. I'd, it was the kind of thing in my mind, and I, I talked about this on the Oceanside podcast. There was part of me, you know, I thought mathematically I was eliminated for the time last year in Cozumel so I just got to mile, we were almost mile 15 on the yeah, run. Yeah, you passed And I just like, I'm okay dropping out, but I really was in, in bad shape then. Um, and now looking back, like, would I made it? I don't know. But I don't know. I don't think you would have safely made it. True. <laughs> I guess that's the one thing. I mean, maybe if you had like See, a... I, I hate... You know, I've always had this mantra of go until they force you to stop or you pass out. And But sometimes if you realize, hey, this is just not smart, this isn't happening, then then, hey, maybe it's just not your race. In fact... I you remember uh, 2019, we were watching the Kona Championships, and there was the guy that was rocking and rolling, and he stopped on the bike. But you were telling me that if it looks like, hey, his ankle's going to be messed up, it's better to, to fin- stop that race to make sure you can continue in your race season. And Yeah, you know, especially if, if you're a pro. <laughs> yeah, which I'm not. Um, 
So when I'd finished last year and then it started to get kind of like the remorse of like, oh, shoot, you know, didn't finish it. Should I have continued? And then you get the email like, hey, if you sign up again, we'll give you a big discount. What which was, was a big discount? Like 50 uh, it was bucks? 50 bucks off. And yeah. I was literally <laughs> I went ahead and said, OK. And I think it was 12 or 4, oh. you know, a.m. So I passed midnight and I missed the deadline. So you didn't even get the 50 bucks off? I didn't get the 50 off? bucks off. And I emailed God, them. Iron like, hey, Man. what's going on? And they were just like, tough titties. Yeah, Iron Man is all about How do you tough say titties? that in Spanish? Uh, what, what's tough? It's tatas. Yeah, I say tata or, or chichi. But anyway, um, so I was signed up for it. And, you know, anybody listening about Oceanside, that was still a struggle. Um, although I did realize that, you know, part of, part of the training and preparing for Cozumel was still tatas um, duras tatas duras mm-hmm. tatas duras okay <laughs> i'm gonna say that to the next spanish-speaking person i know um oh but just that oceanside was still part of that training yeah uh, but i was definitely nervous as we're heading to mexico but thank goodness when we got there because we were at the tail end of a hurricane we went last year um and it was messing up the boats and everything but relatively speaking Things went pretty yeah, smoothly. It was pretty smooth this yeah, year. We just took a, we didn't rent a car. We took a shuttle. And it's, a, I feel like it's important Carmen. to document this because racing in Mexico is a whole different ball game than racing in the States. Oh, absolutely. Especially Cozumel being an island and having to get all your gear there in one piece. And then the things that just go along with being in Mexico. Well, and yeah, with the infrastructure and just the, I'm sure we look like uptight Americans. But to a, I mean, it seemed like with the Mexicans, and I'd read this ahead of time, like sometimes the boats don't go, or they might not go on time. Why? Because eh, the boat's not going, or eh, the waves are strong, or hey, we don't have this boat ready to go to 11 a.m. It's going to sail at 1 p.m. Well, when you're trying to plan, like, okay, we'll arrive here at this time, and then we'll take this boat, and we'll get to this place at that time, and then that doesn't work out, that just adds more stress. So you just learn, hey, you got to give yourself some more time and then just roll with it. So, um, but thank goodness, tons and tons of rain when we first got there. Flooded streets. Oh, oh here's yeah. what's crazy. The flooded streets of Playa del Carmen, like next day, like there's going to be a lot of standing water. No, they all drained. All, all, all drained I away. mean, we're talking so, like calf deep flooded streets. It, yeah, was, it was pretty wild. Nutso. And uh, yeah, we were able to stay just like right around the corner from the ferry dock. One thing that was really cool, they had a... Full length, wouldn't you say it's at least full length pool? Maybe it was, more, yeah, longer it was than 25 probably meters. like maybe 30 meter, yeah, um, infinity pool at the rooftop of the hotel we were staying at, which is so the little warm up swim while you're looking at downtown uh, Playa del Carmen and you can see Cosmo across you the you know, way. I'm like, the oh, best way cool to, to, to check this clear out. a pool of lovebirds that are trying to catch the sunset, start uh, doing laps. laps <laughs> yeah. so I was trying not to be that guy, I waited for it to be clear a little bit, but still, I think people showed up to maybe. I don't know, get freaky in the water. Here I am with <laughs> goggles and a swim cap and my Hawaiian shorts going back and forth. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we, we had a good time playing El Carmen ahead of time. It's probably two of the coolest restaurants I've ever been to. Me too. We, uh, well, you discovered, took us to. We went to this, how would you describe it for the, the lunch place? Uh, the lunch place, it was... Um it was like Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, it felt like, like, like a felt roof, like you were in inside. a tree house. 
and everything was lush around it just kind of like i mean you're off a main street but it felt like you were kind of in the forest and they had turtles and birds and amazing food and i'm a vegetarian don't hold it against me but they had basically their entire menu was vegan um which was pretty badass and they gave us bread before bread and i am all about having any type of food before actual food yeah. So no, and they had turtles. Like, yeah. so the ambiance was great. The food was delicious. The food was delicious. So I love that place. I'll try to put what this place was in the show notes. And then the other place, it uh, it wasn't called Azul, but it was the Mayan term. But anyway, it was literally in a cave. It, you go underground, and there are bats flying around, and really cool uh, lighting situations, and different tables to go to, and. So we had a very delicious dinner there. A Lux. A Lux. A L U X? Yes. And it's very fancy pants. It is. I mean, we spent a couple hundred bucks, and we this did. is Mexico. Although Mexico is very expensive this time. I feel like a lot of places we went, <laughs> it was just like, like normal prices. Yeah. Um, but it was worth it. It was, mm-hmm. all the food was delicious. And yeah, it was in a cave for Christ's sake. Yeah, for sure. It was rad. And, um,. By the way, real quick, I didn't start with this. We are at Decibel Brewing Company in Bothell, Washington, right off the Bothell Everett Highway. We are so, down the street from our house, and this place is actually open for once. Yeah. So, hey, shout out. If anybody's in Washington, check out Decibel Cody, a.k.a. Brewery. Jesus. Come he, see him. He is, he is, you should see him. He looks just like him. <laughs> Maybe it is him. So, back to the story. He's back. <laughs> Anywho, back to the story. Yes. So, the cave was delicious. All that was good and well, but I... Of course, for me, the closer you get to race day, the more nervous you get. Um, when it came time to take the ferry, we were... Li- it was smooth sailing yeah, for we the most the part. Fi- you had to switch tickets. Yeah, there there was that. So got Like the ferry from- left early? It just had to that leave was a half weird. hour early? Yeah, that, again, that's... Mexico. I can understand if you're on an airplane and you know specific passengers and you're like, hey, everybody's checked in and we're here, let's go. Yeah. But to them, it was... Yeah, we showed up for the 11 a.m. ferry and then like, well, the next one's at noon. Like, well, what about this one? Yeah, it's leaving. Why? Uh, okay. I, and I, I, it was that Friday. You needed to check in that Friday, and I didn't want to, to chance it. So I just took the other competitor ferry that's on the other side of the pier. Um, yeah, we, so we went ahead without, you know, one of the across without a hitch. I know we had to put the bike down. Or actually, you had yeah, to put the, the bike the, down at the. <laughs> so there's. The, oh the my cellar, gosh. It like. Yeah, so there's a bunch of seating downstairs, which I think is first class seating that they just had closed off. So last year, it was coming off of that tail end of that storm, and the sea was so rough. And think about, like, A-type triathletes with a bunch of bikes in the back of the boat clanking around. I mean, there were people getting up, like, trying to just, like, basically save their bike from getting hurt. Well, the funniest one from last year, I don't know if we mentioned this, is there was this group of gals ahead of us going to the race, and then there was this mom... And she was screaming that she needed to get her son, who was back at the dock. Wor- yeah, back at the dock, and it, was, it seemed like this whole "not without my son." And she's yeah, we all thought that they weren't pleading. letting this child on to the boat, and it was by yeah, itself. Yeah, and so in I was Mexico. about to be like, "Hey, just take my seat. Can I go get him?" And she's just in tears. Well, and then come to find out, no, the kid was with dad and was taking the next boat, and then he got there. Then the next boat, it's all as well. Like fucking. Because at first I'm like, I'm did she load her? <laughs> at first I was like. Was she more concerned about her bike? And then, like, oh, shit, my son, where is he? He's back at the bathroom at the dock. Uh, 
Um, so it was kind of funny. So this year, probably because they got so many complaints last year of bike damage or just how the bikes were set up, they everything's inside. Yeah, they loaded it downstairs in the first class seating, but we had to take it individually, and so. I took Sweetness, Clint's bike, um, down these steep-ass stairs by myself. <laughs> these guys, and and uh, I will give them credit, going down sucked. Like, people were almost trying to, like, mow me down. It, his bike isn't, isn't super heavy, but it's awkward, and I'm short. And so, got it there. But going back, there were actually some really kind gentlemen that helped me get it back up. So, I appreciate them. Um, but it was kind of an S show. But the ferry itself was pleasant. It wasn't. I didn't feel like we were gonna it was die nice. this time. It was, yeah, yeah. It was air conditioned. Um, and then this year they needed to have a COVID test to enter the race. What's interesting is they still wanted you to social distance when you're waiting for the swim and take your mask off right before the water. Even I saw somebody wearing a mask on the bike and the run. Which same I, lady. Yeah. Well, and everybody had to have a negative test to enter the race. Well, you know, whatever. Hey, I'll follow the rules. This allows me to race. It just is a little little funny. Um, but there on the dock, $15. You get your nose swab. Guy was real real fun and jovial. And then yeah. able to get my negative test. And we got to get it coming back that actually worked to get on the plane, too. So Yeah, yeah no, that part was great. And then um, where we stayed was the Ameri- Fiesta Americana. Fiesta Americana. Which was about like a half mile maybe from the, from well, swim from start. T1. Actually, no, and, and, yeah, and t- I guess the other direction of the swim start. Yeah. But where the transition is to your bike. So the swim end. I would not, if you were doing Iron Man Cosmel, I would not stay at this hotel. Um, I would much rather stay at the, the other one. And you've got a good, I've, so I like being able to wake up and like, oh, where I need to go because you go to T1 and then you take a shuttle to the swim start and I was right there. I'm like, yeah. oh, that was awesome. So that I loved, but you have a great point for everybody else in this race. Being a spectator, <laughs> you have to move around this island, which is tough. And we rented mm-hmm. a car and, shuts down. and they shut everything down. There's one main road around the island and um, we're in this, where the, our hotel was with this weird kind of like, um, jet off from the, that main road, the highway that goes around, mm-hmm. and they shut it down. And they last year, maybe because there weren't so many people, because of because of everything. And when she shut says down, shuts down, she means shut down. So if you're at a nice uh, hotel that's kind of remote, you literally can't get out no. until the bike portion's done. Yes, and so I go out in my car and try to get down to T1, <laughs> which makes you wonder. A lot of people in these hotels, a lot of people that look like tourists were out cheering us on. Mm-hmm. Maybe just because they had nothing better to do and they felt trapped. So I'm like, fine, we'll just go cheer the cyclist. I don't know, because we'll get to the weather in a second. But um, I couldn't get to T1, and I got I was turned around by a police officer. They were letting taxis through, but they were not letting cars through. Mm-hmm. And there was no turning around. There was this huge this bottleneck clusterfuck where they were stopping people and not letting them go further. So... I had to turn around, and this cop was not patient with me, and he was banging oh, on our car. Oh, and this car. is, you mean on the morning of, right? The morning of. Yeah, so we figured, we, we ended up renting a Jeep, and I figured, oh, I'll just have Kelly drop me off at the transition. And then on my way, on actually on our way to the Jeep, the people were like, no, get in the shuttle bus. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll just get in the shuttle bus. And um, I, luckily I did that because they let the shuttle bus through, not you. So the whole intent they was... They did for- let me through before the race. So, r- sorry, not to... Oh, mess up okay. the order, but rewind a little bit. He had actually needed some tummy stuff, 
And so I had gotten back to the hotel after he had left in the shuttle and he was like, hey, can you drive this to me? And so I was able to do that. But then they shut it down. Yeah. And I was not able to go. Which actually I'll just mention. I mean, sometimes I feel like you got to be a little more open because maybe someone else will hear this pearl. Yeah. uh, Kind of upset stomach, kind of some looser bowels than I wanted. And I took a couple of Imodium and realized I'm going to be in trouble. So I wanted you to bring me another another pill, a third pill. Mm hmm. Let me just say... I'll and just, a towel. And, and a towel. Now, the reason why... And it's just pissing, <laughs> pissing rain. rain. <laughs> but the reason why is I was going to dry my feet off so I can put my socks on, even if it gets wet after that. Yeah, because he wears socks and, and re- then compression socks on top of I it. I do. I'm rethinking that, and I'll get to that, too. Um, I just... I realized mid-race, I, over, I should not have had that third Imodium. And it's tough to do this when you have gut issues um, because then everything was just backed up. And I just had just like an upset stomach and, and wanted to vomit. And it just, it was, it was horrible. So careful. I mean, it, everyone, hopefully you know your bodies and you know what your gut's like. I, I just realized getting into it, like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, and honest, quite frankly, I, mean, I know they call nutrition the fourth, fourth part, you know, portion, the fourth sport, the fourth part of it. But it's like in nutrition in conjunction with your body. So it's like nutrition and also balancing your bowels, your stomach, your well, and sweat, travel your and this stress, and that. yeah, and, and it's it's you're putting your body through a long, long event. So, so anyway, I needed Kelly to bring me the towel and and the emodium. Yeah, you're able to get that to me. And again, like just like she said, it is just we had torrential rains the whole time. But the morning was particularly sketchy because you started life with thunderstorms. So you get in the water, it's still I thought for sure they were going to delay it or they were going to cancel nope. the swim. No, no, none of that there. Um, and, and one thing to keep in mind, so because of the heavy rains, I didn't realize this. We go to, to do the swim. So I guess I'll just, yeah, heavy rain, get in the, the bus, go to the swim start, and then, and then we get going. Here we go. And that swim, I, if I were to go to a pool right now, generally speaking, I do uh, 4,000 meters. Um, if I'm a brisker pace, I'm doing that at about an hour 26. Maybe it's an hour 33, a little bit. That's that's usually kind of like my norm to do. That's just a little bit more than a 2.4. My swim time when I finished was uh, an hour six. Like, oh, okay. That's pretty cool. But I guess the heavy rains, when they with, something with the runoff and the current makes the water faster. So everybody was finishing their swim faster than they expected to. And um, which is it's just great, you know, when you're going to go and like, am I halfway well, especially there? Especially if there's lightning happening around you, yeah, you no, want to get true. out as quickly as possible. <laughs> so, you know, and I still will say that, like the swim, I can see why people go to this for the swim. You, um, yeah, you get the current going with you. You can see the bottom. They've got divers. I didn't see as much wildlife this year. I think it's just because or sea life because everyone's swimming. So they're probably scared and moved away. It was cool to still swim by the hotel we're staying at and then swim i saw this norwegian flag and come to find out the guy that set the world record on this i'm still calling the world record on this course you know you see like Which oh this they disqualified him because the swim was so fast yes i wanted wanted to get in that right now or yeah, sure. so there was well, a actually, course and world record set for for a full distance iron man by somebody who this was his first it was this iron man yeah was just, so he if anybody watched the olympics last year the guy that was running and then realized oh my goodness i think i'm gonna win this he almost seemed surprised and then he vomited 
That's uh, Christian um, Blumenfeld. Blumenfeld? Blumenfeld? Blumenfeld. Um, from Norway, who won gold. And so this was his... I, I, I don't know if he's even done anything faster than the Olympic. Um, so this is his first full length, and he crushed it. I mean, this guy was just hauling ass. And, yeah, he finished in 7 hours and 21 minutes. Um, he did have a couple things going for him. So, obviously, they had the fast swim current. And one thing he had going for him, too, that I had the advantage of for the first two loops. So, the, the, uh, seriously, I've been dreading the winds of the east side of the island since last year. And then uh, we drove on the east side of the island. And it was windy, but it wasn't as windy as last year. But you at least got to kind of see that barren part of the island. And we lucked out this year where the winds were actually going with us on that east side of the island. So all of a sudden, the dreaded part that I had... It, it, it was, you know, it was. You almost feel like, it, like, it's like the hand of God is like pushing me with this, with the wind, and like, oh wow, this isn't so bad. So combined with the swim, and then for the first two laps for me, um, it's a three-lap loop for the bike. It was going great. Like this is, this is amazing. This is, I, I, you know, I'm top of the world. Like top of my game. The race is going great. And then, sure enough, big ass thunderstorm hits. And not, I'm not a meteorologist, but thunderstorms, when you get two different wind vectors colliding, and I'm like, shit, I bet the wind's going to change direction again. And sure enough, it's that third lap where my gut started acting up, and then it's back to, oh, man, I'm, I'm going 14 miles an hour instead of 19 that I had But this before. Is, wasn't just a another and storm that was blowing through. You were – the athletes were going – well, through. yes. Now, but Christian Blumenfeld, the good he thing for him. It. Yeah. So he was, because he's so fast, he was able to have that, that current. And then before the heavy rains and the wind change, he had that for the whole, all three laps. Right. And I think it started pissing rain for him when he was already on, on the run. On the run. But when Kelly says rain was raining and uh, wish we, we got to put this at least uh, on the, on the facebook just page. look up pictures of the ironman cosmo 2021 bike course we'll you, try to post them on the facebook you all page were going this. through water so deep to where your pedals are going into the water yeah it was above the crankshaft so i saw you the the first lap ever it just wet like oh my goodness we're all getting just drenched wow but the second time it, and there's no way you can go around it so i'm literally like both feet getting wet it's a like the top of my chain is above the top of my chain and you're going through it's like man, i need a kayak what the hell is this kayak legal yeah and that uh, that in itself i i was asking because again our street was closed that's on our mm -hmm. our hotel and so d during this the anyone who's who was there spectating were running back and forth to the hotel yeah and i asked somebody i was like does anybody shut has this ever been shut down Oh, no, 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 because weather just blows through here. It'll be fine. And it, it was Yeah, dangerous. they didn't want to do it. I have looked. Other bike courses they have. Now, uh, was it like Placid was one? So not Mexico. Just, not Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. So to them, I think they're kind of like, oh, you just roll with it, and it's rain. And um, so that was just nuts. So that it was that third lap. I'm like, okay, this is feeling like last year again. And I guess I just – Real quick, kind of go back to the thing about Christian Blumfeld is the thing that I just don't I don't get. And I've been reading online. Some people are like, yeah, they needed to, to take his world record away. Iron Man recognized it as the fastest, but um, other organizations have decided to not recognize it. 
the thing that I feel is kind of a double standard, though, is like Iron Man Florida, when when the uh, you know the the currents are crazy and people weren't making cutoff times mm-hmm. or slower times they didn't they don't that, give you they no. don't be like hey because of today's currents because of this you're gonna get it <laughs> because you kept getting thrown back yeah to the shore. they didn't say you get two and a half hours to finish the swim so it's like okay hang on it, it, it can't it be a be, double standard it, it feels like a double standard now i did read that um i guess in both marathons and in this case, the swim is point to point rather than a circle. They like things to be circular rather than just one way. Okay, I mean, I get but that. But Ironman Iron Man approved this course. Like, and it's been this, go- is, this course has been going for years. Yeah, for years. So that's not an excuse. Yeah, because uh, like, there's, a, there's a marathon that, correct me if I'm wrong, that goes higher elevation of the base of Mount Rainier and you go downhill. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it's the fastest marathon. I can kind of get that. But at the same time, um, like Berlin, a lot of courses are broken in Berlin because it's, you know, it's flat. It's they know it's fast. Um, you get your little, like, running peloton group to be around you. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess it can be kind of a fine line. But I figured he earned it. He was out there with everybody else. Um, his goal, I think, is still to do a sub seven hour full, <laughs> which to me is just nuts because. Uh, his Christian's uh, bike time, or actually his full time, the whole thing, it was a, just barely <laughs> slower than my just my bike time. So my bike time ended up being 7 hours and 17 minutes, and he did the whole thing in 7 hours but and But you did it, and the fact that you did it, actually, I feel like you made really good time considering the conditions. And you also, you looked pretty good coming off the bike compared to last oh, year. Oh, well, compared to last year, yeah. So I'll get to that, too. Um the uh what was i gonna say oh one people did have a complaint i did notice a lot of that there's no drafting on these things and they are i sometimes i felt like the tour de france is going by me there's peloton <laughs> and then there are other professionals i saw that were complaining to the officials now my whole thought i just it's just me and the course so i'm not trying to compete but i can understand if you're a professional if other people are blatantly drafting right and like when i say drafting it's not like oh he's kind of close to that guy we're talking like groups of 10 like there was a lot of that going on like okay come on guys like all right i, I can get that um actually there one I, oh that's another thing too i saw the most bike tire changes of any race i've been on yeah did you say some guy had five uh i knew of one with three i didn't hear of the five or and one guy from Canada. He was three. I have a tendency to he, exaggerate. <laughs> he got a flat and he didn't have more tubes. And he was on his way to finishing the bike real slowly. But he was going to do about 90 kilometers on a flat flat tire. What happened? What's the thing that his, I realized he was drafting me for part of it. I didn't care. And he comes by. I'm like, I'm just going to cheat so I can get there. And he's drafting someone else. An official went by and they made him go to the penalty tent. So some of the, the pros in the, the peloton. Tire. The guy with the flat tire. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just struggling. So I thought that was kind of funny. But, um, yeah, when I got off the bike, again, that's when everything kicked in. And I'm like, shit, this this is last year all over again. How am I going to do? You know, get to the transition. Um, and then you go on the run. And at this point, it's like I needed to uh, find a bathroom. I wanted to vomit. And I was shaky. And I was hungry. But I didn't feel like I could eat food. Well, and the poor the guy, time. like he's going into transition, and I had just walked by the awards ceremony where Christian's getting his, you know. Oh, and this <laughs> is kind of funny, too. So I see uh, Kelly, 
and I thought she like rose her hand to like catch this water bottle so I tossed it to her and you gave me this look like I'm gonna cut you I'm like oh shit did I piss Kelly off and then sometimes you'll come and like other places the course I do not see you and I'm like Oh, is she gone? What's going on? Well, I guess what you said is you you said like, hey, honey, the award ceremony's going on. I said, on. you're missing the award ceremony. And the look on his face, and it just was coincidental, but he chucks this water bottle at my face. And I'm sure that he was not trying to. I really to, thought you were like, hey, pass it here. And so she thought she was making a joke. You thought it was my response to your snarky comment. Yeah. And so then I get in the, I still have this car, which I will never do again on this course if you ever do it again. I will just take taxis because yeah. if you are not familiar with the island driving and then also just all the people in the closed streets, it's best just to mm -hmm. go with the professionals. But I get stuck in horrible traffic. And so you think that I've just left you for all of eternity, probably left the island. That's it. I did. I'm gone. Yeah. And then I, you, you get there and it's like, okay, in my mind what I was thinking, and this is when you... I feel like you hit, well, when I say you, I feel like a person hits this race. We're like, am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to pass out? Like, okay, just get to mile one. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, I at least got to get past to where I was last year when I bowed out. And now the one thing that really sucked is I, I still ran out. I was trying to be really level with my nutrition this year. I still ran out and I'm like, Okay, Iron Man. They're usually they're hopefully. Oh goodness And last gracious. year they didn't have half of it was like nuts, bananas, these weird lime things, and then the weird goos. The weird goos, but they still had water and Gatorade. Well, then this year we get there, they're out of a lot, and and there's one thing to make mention too, and I can understand where people are mad. They ran out of water before my third loop on the bike mm -hmm. and some Gatorades. Now, since I still had some with me, I didn't realize this when I was on the bike. But then we got to the run, and they were out of water for a good portion of and it. And if you have an upset tummy and you're only throwing Gatorade on that, that's going to that, upset well, your Well, now you're, you're not keeping as cool as you are on the bike, the heat, and the humidity. And so, oh yeah, because by the time that you're on the run, the skies have opened back up, and the sun is now blaring on you with all of its glory and humidity. Yeah, no, exactly. So one thing, and I'm totally cool with this. Like spectators, when they realize out of water, they were handing out bottles of water. You told me athletes that finish are going back and hand out water. Yes, the rules say, oh, you can't you know, like anything from a spectator. But at the same time, shit if you're not a professional. Well, but at the same time, if they've ran out of freaking water, like, you know what? Maybe we can kind of bend the rules a little bit yeah. here. And you're right. I'm not trying to win this thing. Um, and so, unfortunately, I heard some people were really getting nasty with a lot of the volunteers. The volunteers are great and very They had friendly. nothing to do with it. Yeah, it they just... They the just, race director yeah. did not properly But luckily, supply the, they were able to come back with, with big bottles of water and everything towards the end of the towards run. Towards the end, they were making huge shipments. Yeah. <laughs> So it was a matter of just press on, press on. You know, I remember the course from last year. It's like get to the airport, get to the Westin, get to that lobster rock place, you know. And and then it, it get back to chunking just of, okay, can I get to the first turnaround? And like, hey, when you get to the first turnaround, then you're descending and you're getting it's right around mile eight, you know, when you get to the first finish line. Mm -hmm. And then like, okay, once you get there, turn up. And then when you know when you have to turn around again, oh, that's about the halfway point. And so it was a matter of just trying to, to stick with that. Now, most of this I really was power walking. 
Um, and I was proud of you for doing that because a lot of times you'll stick with your little shuffle. But I feel like that expends way more energy. And you had the time this time. What's this interesting. Go around. You had an extra hour. The pace I had, I, I did a, a much better on the run. I uh, did much better on the run on the Washington 70.3. Uh-huh. I didn't realize, though, my pace that I had because I ran the whole, quote unquote, ran the whole thing in uh, Panama City Beach. I actually kept that, about the same pace on my my power walk power on this. Walk. You were going a really decent clip and you've got long legs. I do. So it was, I think I finished with barely a sub 16 minute average walk, essentially. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so okay, looking I, back on I don't it. see you after T2. Because I, I I had to get your bike. Well, and then I thought I just pissed you off. That wasn't the case. So so he gave me an Iron Man. They'll give family or the And I do remember tickets. calling him the phone. Probably wasn't supposed to. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, mean to blow the bottle because I could barely talk. Like, so here's Ugh. the deal. He gave me his little ticket so I could get his bike and get it back so that we don't have to deal with that at midnight. Thank you. And... Um, I don't have them with me, even though he even reminded me the night before. I don't have them with me. So I have to go back to the fucking hotel in these blocked off roads and traffic and not knowing how to drive in this country. And, um, yeah, this whole time he and then he texts me that he has no water. I didn't know what that meant, but I'm like, holy shit. So I kind of load up and finally get his bike and and gear back and find him and this was after your first loop i found mm-hmm. you and <coughs> the uh, uh the taxi dropped me off about I, it dropped me off about a quarter mile from the finish line and then i just kind of ran and found you but you were going at a really good clip yeah um, and honestly that's the reason why i didn't want to start running because i'm like okay maybe i'll run towards the end yeah because i didn't want to because when you get to the point like okay i i think i can do this you know i don't feel like i need to go like vomit and you don't think i need to go shit myself i don't like just roll with what you got going right now and looking at my watch i knew at this point because of the time i bought myself on the swim and the bike that i could average almost like a 19 minute mile and be okay mm-hmm. and i'm like okay i'm around 15 16 just keep going just keep going and so that's what I did. And um, when I, one thing was interesting is I saw you, and then when you're like, "Hey, go go down towards the finish line for the to go." We for were your together last loop. for about um, almost eight miles. Yeah, like together, the- together. And then I I was giving you any nutrition or water that I had. I hadn't even taken a sip of water. And so I, I was like, okay, I saw a convenience store and I was like, okay, go to the turnaround, which was just like a half a mile down. Mm-hmm. And I went and got us just a ton of, of stuff. And, but you thought again that I left your ass. Well, yeah. So what happened is, is I, um, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I got my, thank goodness I was able to get my special needs bag on, on, you know, it was just like bread and Nutella, um, but yeah, when I when I swung around for the that final lap, and then I didn't see, and then I'm like, we were together for a little bit. We were together for about a mile and a half, and then you were going so fast, and I had like your special needs bag, and then when it broke, that's when you left. Like that's right. when you got ahead of me. <laughs> so I basically like gathered what I could and kind of like left it on the side of the road, and then I just trailed you, mm-hmm. just to make sure you you know. Well, and what's funny is then I didn't over. see, and then I'm like. Maybe maybe she's still kind of there, and it's kind of 
we'll get to what happened with that. Um, but I'm like, all right, just keep going, keep mm-hmm. going, just pressing on. And again, on. you weren't, you were at such a great. And they're pace. like, hey, can I get to mile 20, mile 12? And they're like, hey, we're gonna have the turnaround. And then I knew that, like, oh, after the turnaround's mile 23, and hey, mile 23, you only have a, a 5k roughly to get to the finish. And so it's a matter of just again breaking that down, breaking it down, just keep going. Um, you know, you get worried. Am I gonna have enough time? You keep double checking your watch. I should be good. Should be good. And then it is interesting when you're still walking but you're power walking and then you pass someone else that's also walking but like but there i mean i saw some people that looked at just in rough shape mm-hmm. we're talking about people that were hunched over people that could barely move and um so i'm just like pulling through pulling through and of course when you get to the finishing shoot it's like okay i'm gonna try to quote unquote run um, and then there's this guy that I'm like, what flag do you want? Flag? And this guy is handing out flags. So I grabbed an American flag. I thought flag. that was really cool. Like yeah. all the countries that were represented. Yeah. Yeah. Because I you know, I saw someone who like with a Russian flag earlier. I'm like, oh, I must be a proud Russian. But no, I guess he was handed mm-hmm. a Russian flag. And then so I look over in the shoot and sure enough, hey, there's there's Kelly. And then I was able to go, you know, up, up and over. For some reason, they, when you go through the finish line, they make this little like, mound, a little hill. Yeah. Um. So I was able to go up and over, and then and it's like, holy shit, I did it. I was able to. And I, I think I'd re- when I realized this is happening, I think that's when I finally got to, like, mile 23. Like, even if I just loaf it, I'm going to get there. And well, so I was, knew. Th- cause, so the third lap, I had stayed with you but trailed behind, like, across the street until you made that turn. And I knew once you made that third turn, you weren't going to give up. Like, the only way back yeah. is to and go. And so to the, the thing with Kelly, I'm like, oh, I don't so see you. So I anymore. ran back to the finish line. And so it was kind of like the footprints in the sand. You. Like, oh, I was just, you know, with, make sure. It, and I think a lot of people that pace on this thing, or, or when they pace this, like, they're there. I think it's also like, are you about to f- fall over? You know, it's like, because you're a spectator, mm-hmm. and you, but you're following along, just making sure uh, yeah. you don't die. And, uh, but so you, you got strong at the end. I mean, you kind of looked like you were like, where am I? A little bit, but. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You get to a, for me, I get to a point in a lot of these races where you're just out of it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, just a, a, a great feeling. Um, unfortunately, they didn't finish your shirt. They're not one of my size. I got to slim down. Hopefully, I can finish into this one. And, um, but when I got back to the to the room, take my socks and shoes off and then sure enough he had trench foot like real bad oh really they were like especially my <laughs> like left big, here's the thing about my feet my off. big toes put me up like two sizes than the rest of the toes so my left big toe was just huge huge blister and it's the kind of thing for not just that under night, the toenail for, for a couple weeks where it just feels like a knife is on a nerve and twisting so i, I, I every 20 seconds i'm like twitching it's hurting um I finally, after a couple of weeks, had to go to a doctor to have it drained, and then I finally was able to just take the toenail off. But it did get infected. I had to take an antibiotic, and then just what yesterday or two days ago, I had to take my little another toenail came off. And so, so you like, lost two. Got two, and I think that other be, big toenail's coming off. I think it's that black. one's coming off too. And you were telling me some people just have these permanently removed. I, I wish I hadn't because now it's no toenails seem like they're just in the way. I want to get these. It. I want to get these things out of there. So gross. So, um, yeah, I, one thing I'm now wondering, I don't, I don't know if it would have made that much of a difference in this case because it's so wet, but I've seen online where people have the debate of, should you 
wear socks for the bike or not, which I was always like, why would you not wear socks for the bike? But the idea is you get out of the swim, your feet can dry while you're on the bike, and then when you get to the run, you put your socks on then. And I guess you're really not, if you're using a decent gait, like if you have a good gait and stroke, then you're probably not having a lot of friction in that shoe. So I could see how blisters might not be a problem as long as you have the right... On the bike? On the bike. Yeah, exactly. But I I think definitely with all the excessive wetness that we had that added to the blistering. um, So I wondered, should I have not put the socks on for the bike? I don't know if that would have made that much a difference. It's probably just the seven some odd hours on the the marathon of just constantly moving and And that friction. And just being in water. Because there was still water on the streets, like you water were everywhere. Wet like the entire if time. I had to summarize pretty much the whole Mexico trip, I'd just say wet. You know, like yeah. the rain when we got there, the course and everything. One thing that's really interesting. So the first Ironman that I finished, Ironman Maryland, finished that in fifteen fifty nine. Sub sixteen hours. This one I finished fifteen fifty eight. Hey, you know what? You so improved on it, your time. It was a PR. It was a PR. Although does it count because they took away <laughs> Christian's record. Yeah, it definitely counts, especially for the people in the back of the pack that had to deal with all the weather. He did. Oh, not. absolutely. And here are the people. But Kelly, do you know who I really admire and would like to have on this podcast? Uh, the- Jesus. Jesus would be great on this podcast because Jesus is a I'm friend just of curious. Mine. Would he finish these things like in five minutes? Because he's Jesus. No. Um, like there's someone I would really like to get on that finished at. Uh, 1659 and if you think about it if someone finishes at 13 hours and 30 minutes or 13 hours and 28 minutes that's not too much of a difference it's still it's incredible time that's wonderful but if you finish at 1659 or you finish at 1701 there's a big difference there and i the lots of people i saw at the end persevering uh, I saw pe- some people hunched over 90 degrees or to the side 90 degrees. Um, I imagine this person finished, but there's somebody that they I saw, it would have been right around mile 25, who had to go sit on the ocean wall. And, um, I, you know, I, I just asked her if she's okay. She said yes. And, you know, I, I, I imagine she made it, but... I mean, the people that finish ahead of us, they're incredible, but still the finish that the people that are able to finish after the 17 hours that are just their bodies are literally breaking. That's I mean, that's just to me, that's just just as amazing. That's that's an honest, awesome, incredible feat. Absolutely. And if you ever want to, I don't know, just have complete gratitude and see like a spectrum of emotion and just the world coming together for people come at the last hour of an Ironman at the finish line because you see just so many tears and every single walk of life and and on and people who are just almost crawling to get to the finish line but then it's it's almost like all the pain goes away right at the end and everyone cheering on it's really something to see and I'd would love to do it again we did it in Whistler Whistler was great. We saw that last hour. Yeah. There was a guy that finished his 42nd. Mm-hmm. He was there towards the end. Um, just a lot of incredible people. I felt like crossing. Yeah, crossing. I'd like so to do that again at the next event. I wonder if anybody's ever just gone and they, they're at the finish line and they're there for the people setting records and finishing first. 
and then you I mean, see the just pe- the spec like just yeah and, you, and then you see i mean hell we had people proposing <laughs> at the finish line and you have people finishing sub 10 finishing 12 hours and then you get people at the end i wonder what that'd be like to take everything in yeah um, sure it'd be awesome maybe we should do that'd that be a long ass day that would be a long day <laughs> <laughs> bring a chair and your beer cozy yeah no totally but no totally. i would definitely love to to interview that person that the last one coming in right under the gun the midnight club that's that's the literal definition of the midnight club mm-hmm. you know what it was 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 i mean did he get to the hooters and he was just like i gotta start hauling ass i mean were people like hooters was right by the finish line it was by the finish yeah i, I don't think he stopped for some wings <laughs> i hope hope not because he really would have gotten delayed hitting the bathroom but um yeah, just just what was going through his mind. That's what I would lo- would love to know. Maybe we can get so, him on the show. If you know, well, I guess we could look. We up will look him is. up. We'll I'll, look I'll, him up. I'll d- DM him, and I want him to know legitimately. Like, I would love to know about your accomplishment. I don't want him to think that I'm belittling him by any stretch as someone who's what not finished an races hour before. before him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so look, we're, I, I don't see myself above anybody. Trust me. So. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely would consider this year um, a success. It was it was great. Um, getting back home was even it just things went a lot smoother this year. Um, getting back home was tough. We had some plane well, stuff, but no, getting back to the oh, mainland. That. No, no, I'm talking about like taking Iron the ferry Man, yeah. back from Cozumel. Oh, yeah. I, I the one thing I <laughs> I did kind of wish because it was two or three a.m. And then we had to get up a go just six hours later, and I was I was definitely feeling it. I was having a rough time. I kind of wish I had an extra day, but hey, we needed to get going. And because if we had waited too long, if there was a delay with the boat or whatever, and it's the day we fly out from Cancun, well, that might not have worked yeah. out well either. So we but I think tr- both of us agreed that anytime especially having to go so far for a race we back end the trip not front end it we front loaded vacation before iron man this time we had several days before but i would rather just get there yeah we had a couple straight to then... pack and pick up get the iron man done and then having three or four days afterwards yeah definitely my recommendation if anybody has a week take the couple days you need to ahead of time to check in do your race and then have the you know, five to four days afterward to do what you because because one of the things that sucks if you do it the other way around, you're tapering, but you're trying to focus. You're probably nervous. You're probably trying not to. You're not enjoying yourself to the fullest. Yeah, yeah. Even even I mean, taking away the whole like, oh, should I have a beer or not? Take that away. It's just it's just different. Mm-hmm. But when you're done and you can just kind of just let your hair down, let loose. Yeah, totally. I say do that at the end. Um. But yeah, totally. Uh, I'd say a success. So, are you and, going uh, back next year, Timmerman? You know, I'm, if I can get my friend Michael Veer Colors to go, actually, I would actually like to go and volunteer, and and try to try to be. I mean, everybody was great. I don't know. I don't think I can do anything as far as the supply chain, but just to, what people are going through. But I really wanted to go and try to help out Michael Via Carlos if we can get him. To go, I scared him off from last year's experience. We still need to. He just did Ironman Indiana, right? He did Ironman Indiana, and before that, he did Ironman Tulsa. So we need to get him back, which is number seven. He's trying to be able to get to the what do they call it? The Legacy Lottery. Yeah. For Kona, twelve, right? You get, you get to twelve, and then you get in the lottery. And I, my imagine after a couple of years, you probably would get selected. So that that's his goal, and he's trying to do that before his feet 
and legs completely. I think it's more of his knee, actually, before that gives out. But if Michael could go, great. We'll see. If not, I don't know. I'm signing up for Ironman Alaska. Some people around here are talking about Ironman Arizona before, so maybe we'll skip this one. But I can definitely see why people go to Ironman Cozumel. I mean, when be damned. I can, I can just... It, the course is there for the taking. There are definite challenges. Every Ironman's got a challenge, but it's not 7,000 feet of vertical gain. With... And it's just beautiful. I mean, you're on an island known yeah. for scuba diving and for, you know, just... It's beautiful. Pretty much everyone's friendly. Everyone's um, friendly, yeah. Yeah. Hell, even I was trying to find cleats the day before for my for my bike, which I'm glad I did. Um, oh, and that's a little tidbit I want to throw in, but place to place like oh they're not open but hey if you go check out this guy he should have it go to check out this guy he should have it. everyone's very very helpful um definitely if anybody uh i went ahead when i got the cleats for my shoes because the clipton shoes i had before i had for my mountain bike but they're really it was kind of centered in the shoe so there's really no place you can put the cleat other than where you need to to go onto the pedal but these cleats i i had centered it from before but I didn't, and then I watched videos that you really need to try to center it to where your actual toes are in the shoe. So my cleats, I think I had mine more towards the, the the arch of my foot rather than right in the balls of my foot where I needed to have it. And that seemed to make a difference. So you learn these little no, tricks. You, you do. So try it out. I mean, um, their whole thing was you mark where the base of your big toe is on one side of your shoe and mark the base of your little toe on the other and you find that middle and then you sit on a counter and you find which way your toes point and try to line up the cleats that way and then i didn't have i was doing this the day before so i didn't have this luxury where you go ride see how it is and tweak it and then at that point you'll know where it is and then when you go to change cleats you simply take a marker uh and mark like can make a silhouette of your cleat so when you swap them out you can just replace it where it is so but yeah there's always i feel like a little trick of the trade a little tidbit you're always finding out like oh that's good to know or, oh i wish i knew that one that it did not work here in cozumel because of all the rain but it was when i was in uh, oceanside if i didn't mention this before but people were taking the cliff blocks licking mm. them and sticking them into their frame so if you need it just real quick, like, boom. Which is kind of gross because you're getting, like, especially on your right, you know, you're kicking up the dirt. You don't really care. You don't really care when true. you're out there. But here in Cozumel, the bike was already too wet. The rain, everything oh, was yeah. too wet. So <laughs> nothing's sticking to your frame. So no, that, that trick tape, isn't going to work. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, success. I mean, I, I know I mentioned this earlier, but after not having it work out the year before and then having it work out this year, it, it just tasted that much sweeter. So. Even without it's good the to see you at that finish line, Timmerman. It's good to see you too, Tipple. Um, so we we've got the holidays coming up, and then I know right around the corner we're supposed to jump out of a plane and run. We'll see. Maybe maybe twenty six point two, maybe a hundred miles. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But we're we're always trying to, I guess, challenge ourselves. Um, but I know that's what's next on the docket. Yeah. It'll be my first time jumping out of an airplane. How about you? I've never jumped out of a plane. Yeah. <laughs> never, ever. Especially not to start a run. Do so. you think D.B. Cooper practiced jumping out of airplanes, or was that his first time? I don't money? know. Do you think he's still out there? That's a good question. 
And where'd that money go? Where did the money go? Well, they found some of it. Some kids found it. And they turned it if into If you don't know who that is, look him up. Look up D.B. Cooper. Yep. Yeah. People around these parts know. Yes. That um, and Bigfoot. That's what we know in the Pacific. <laughs> this is true. D.B. Cooper and Bigfoot. <laughs> so you got anything else, Timmerman? No, that's mainly it. Um, Yeah. No, Iron Man Cosmel, glad to have done it. Uh, I I've all of a sudden become fixated on the seventy point three in Cartagena. I've wanted to go to Columbia it for quite looks some time. Incredible. I am trying to find some other fulls to do. Uh the Acapulco course looks also incredible. You told me the the cartel there, they've they still control it, but they're trying to be more tourist friendly. You know, I'm not in with the cartel. I've just been told that it's gone from like you know, they have the levels of danger, and it's gone from real high to just kind of high. Okay, that's good. And it's kind of place you can. not going to put on a course where people are going to get abducted. <laughs> you never know. My guess is you're going to be just fine. But Acapulco is absolutely beautiful. It's one of my favorite places I've ever been. And you're signed up. And I'm I would love up. to sign up. That's uh, April 3rd, yeah. I believed. Mm hmm. And then, uh, yeah, Ironman Texas, you know, just without even blinking, you know, there's a bunch of Another races around the corner. So, race calendar. Absolutely. All right. Well, so, hey. uh, Sayonara? Yeah. Oh, hey. where, where can they find us, yo? They can find us on my Midnight Club on Facebook. They're going to say on my balls. On my balls, too. <laughs> uh, Clinton at mymidnightclub.com. Not Kelly at mymidnightclub.com. Facebook at mymidnightclub.com. Insta Winsta. Instagram, we've got my midnight club. You can just walk up to Juanita Athletic Club in Kirkland, Washington, and just ask for Kelly. Don't do that. And mobiles will talk to you. That's true. Go see my. And there's a guy that does triathlons that's usually at the front desk that talks. Does to... never train. I've never seen him train. He, he seems talks. to he seems to talk more than he trains, but he he'll be there too. Nice. Any of these people. Absolutely. All right. So, well, till next time. For not Kelly Tipple, I am Clinton Timmerman. Keep on keeping on. (laughs) 